I suppose one of the signs that you're, you're getting older is you start to think about things that happened a long time ago that you really don't have much reason to recall. I, I think back to when I was in junior high school having a conversation with a friend, and this is about 50 years ago, and he said something odd happened in class. I think it was an English class, and the teacher took a survey, and they asked, she asked the kids, what would you be willing to die for? And all the girls said they would die for their children, and all the boys said they would die for the country. And one boy, my friend, said he would die for his faith. Now, I can understand why girls would instinctively say they would die for their children. I can understand why idealistic young boys of 50 years ago might have had a sense of patriotism, making them say they would die for the country, not really understanding what they were saying. But of all those 35, 40 kids, only one said that he would die for his faith. Whether he fully understood or not, I don't know. But it was a nice question, isn't it? What, what, what happened to that kid that he was the only one out of 40 where that thought entered into his head? And what didn't happen with the other kids that they didn't even think about that? as a possibility. These are nice questions to ask on a martyr's feast day. You know, the boxer Mike Tyson says, you know, everyone has a plan about how, they ha- how, they're, how they're going to cleverly and bravely defend themselves. He says, and then you get punched in the face and life looks very differently. I don't know if I'm the stuff that martyrs are made out of. I really seriously doubt it. But still, we have to ask ourselves. And St. Ignatius would have us ask ourselves. He'd ask ourselves three questions. If you could be given power over the whole world in exchange for one freely chosen venial sin, would you do it? And then he'd have us ask ourselves, if you were offered the whole world in exchange For one freely chosen mortal sin, would you do it? I hope our instinct would be to give the right answer. But then he raises the stake very, very high. And he says, if you could suffer as Christ did for the greater glory of God and for the good of your own salvation without incurring sin to neighbor, Would you choose it? Would you accept it if God asked of you? Could you desire it? Could you desire to desire it? These are hard questions. And Lent is around the corner. And I already know that some people are planning to calculate how many milligrams of chocolate they're going to give up or how many seconds of social media they'll give up. And they've got an app on the Naval Observatory for when, you know, Sunday starts at the international date line. So that's when all bets are off and we can indulge everything because it's Sunday. We were so keen to keep the Sabbath the rest of the year. Let's put all that aside and ask ourselves, does anything other than God have power over me? Does anything other than God 
have a claim on my loyalty and my heart? Is there anything I'd be reluctant to let go of on my way to heaven? Find the answer to those questions, and then when Lent begins, act on them. May God's holy name be praised now and forever.